Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. What up fam, welcome to another episode of Let's Go. Today is absolutely the most selfish episode I have ever created. And let me tell you why. Today's episode, okay, it is, um, it's 12.30 in the morning, and I got a bunch of stuff on my mind. I'm in a very interesting place in my life. I'm not going to spend this whole time talking about me and my situation, because I think that's boring. We're going to talk about you. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you with some questions today. Um, man, this just keeps coming up. It's coming up a lot. Oh, man. The topic of the day is how to keep going when you're feeling like crap. So y'all have heard my story for the most part. If you listen to any of these episodes, and I'll give you the 30-second lowdown. I left a really cushy position where I was really successful doing a lot of great things to go to a much scarier position because I literally said out loud to many people, I desire deprivation. I am missing challenge and struggle in my life and things were getting too easy. And, um, and I felt like, here we go. This is it. And like, and I'll, I'll just keep doing this and it'll just be this. And that just wasn't cutting it for me because I was 26 and that's not where life stops for me. So I was ready to do something else, do something different. I wanted a little bit of challenge. And uh, sometimes when you ask for something, you get it times 10. So uh, I'll be straight up vulnerable and honest because, listen, this is all about connecting and offering value. And I know that somebody feels me when I say, like, this has been the toughest couple months of my entire life. It has been the highest highs and the lowest lows. It's been scary how quickly emotions can turn. Um, You know, like that feeling when everybody asks, like, how you doing? What are you up to? And like some days it's great to be able to respond to that. Other days it's like, damn, I don't want to tell you what's going on in this joint right now. (laughs) I don't want to be clear with you on how I'm feeling because that's because I'm because I'm I'm not feeling good. I'm struggling. I'm not like things did not go as planned. And truth of the matter is, man, that's I'm realizing that that if you can win at that game, if you can win at getting through the suck, then you'll be you'll be all right. That's what I'm starting to learn. Um, So the reason why I'm hopping on is because I don't like to wait when um when feelings hit like this, when, when I'm really passionate about a moment. So I got a lot in my head and I think it can support some people. So uh, what I'm realizing in the past few months is that life works in seasons. And I was talking to a coach of mine about this today, actually life works in seasons, man. There, there's just, it's not always going to be springtime where everything is rainbows and butterflies and all the flowers are blooming and 
abundance is all over the place and there's bright colors and positivity and good weather and even the rain makes you happy because the rain is making things grow like the the thing about when things are are blooming like that is that like even the rainy days feel good because it's it's you know that the rain is bringing something like some type of abundance but when you in winter and it's barren and it's cold and it's it's not what you expected and you walk out your door bundled up in like like all this stuff to stay warm and the cold hits you in the face at six in the morning and you get up and it's dark and then you got to get into a building in New York City that's 872 degrees and you got to strip it down and you sweating now and you can't find like I want you to check the metaphor on this because I'm not actually like this happens in New York if you're a New Yorker you know what I'm talking about like every like you walk into any building and it's 652 degrees in there and then you walk out and it's negative 13 and and there's no there's no balance <laughs> like it's it's awful right but but that's what i'm talking about winter time offers that and in life sometimes you got to be in the winter season and the winter season for real like you got to deal with the like the there's no comfortable temperature you always got to bundle up you always got to strip down It's not easy. Your shoes get dirty. I remember I got really nice Sorel boots, and I know that they're supposed to get dirty, but I remember I was like, damn, these things look good. I spent a lot of money on them because my mom has been yelling at me for two years because I was wearing, um, I got for free these uh, J.J. Watt sneakers that were like very thick workout sneakers that, to me, they did a good enough job of getting through the snow until I was walking in places and my feet were drenched. So I was like, it's time to get boots. First day I wore them, they were like filled with muck and mud and shit. And I was pissed. And I was like, even like my nice stuff gets ruined. So I'm going on a tangent. But the winter time is part of the seasons. And I think that this is where we get caught up. The winter time is part of the seasons. And it's not fair how, how, how long the season lasts sometimes. So I'm going to ask you, when the, like I hear, I know somebody saying like, oh, I'm in winter, man. But you know what? My winter lasted three years. My winter, and you're getting all salty with me. Listen, there's no guarantee on how long your winter is going to last. I'm realizing that more and more every second. Like you are not guaranteed anything in this life, um, I think. And certainly how long the struggle is going to last. Some people struggle less most of their life. Some people's last very little. Everybody's different. And if you're just trying to play the, well, he got this and I got this and blah, blah, blah game, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in a bad place. But I think of it, um, I kind of think of it as like a farmer, right? When you are farming, my aunt and uncle own a farm and I've, I've been enamored listening to them. They own a farm in Massachusetts. I've been enamored listening to what they deal with. The winter season is hard work of preparation. And I mean the prep now some some farmers are going to be listening to this and call me out because I don't know how it exactly works. But the winter season is scary because 
I know that some of the work is done before the winter season. Some of it you're prepping for the blossoming season. Um, But the wintertime is scary. It can really wipe out your crops. It can beat you up. It can mess with you. Now, at the same time, what happens for farmers in that season is that they can be hopeful. They can do everything they can to prep as, as well as they can before like that storm comes. And then at, at points, it's kind of like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and we get to roll with it, right? There's no guarantee on how long or how short that season is going to be. And here's the, here's the scary part that people get caught up on, that I'm getting caught up on in my life. Just because you make it through winter doesn't mean you're going to have an abundant uh, um, growth season. I need you to hear this. Just because you made it through winter doesn't mean you're going to have an abundant growth season that year. And I've watched them go through that, right? Where they, they planted, they did everything right, and then the winter was just harsh, and, and it wasn't a good season for growing. Like, the next season was not a good year for growing. And they fought through it, and the next year came. So, <coughs> excuse me, understanding that seasons come. And you got to deal with it, right? But like you, you can fight and have that optimistic mindset that I'm going to get abundance from getting through this. And that very well may come and you get to celebrate that. And another season's coming of winter. So there's also times where you don't get it, right? So you just got to be aware that like what you're going through, you get to be positive and optimistic knowing that what this is teaching you, like you learn a lot about yourself in the wintertime, man. I learn a lot about my fight in the winter. And I'll talk about my life right now. In New York City, uh, shout out to my trainers who get up at like 4 or 5 in the morning for work. When you wake up at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning to go to a class or to go you know, train a client or to get your own workout in, which is even harder. A lot of you are just not trainers, and you get up early to get your workout in. The feeling of getting up and it being dark, like, and I mean dark, like it's middle of the night type dark at 4 or 5 in the morning in the winter, and it stays like that till 7, 8 in the morning, 8.30 sometimes. And it's harsh when you walk out that door. Nothing feels good about that. And I'm and I'm and I'm on this. I'm doing this podcast right now to remind myself of those moments and how hard they are. And I'm in them. I'm in them right now. I'm in my winter season. Not literally. It's summertime or getting there, but um, not summer. But um, it feels like winter right now for me. And that feeling is is harsh. But it but when you follow through in the harsh winters. It's it feels way better than just following through when when shit is easy. I want you to hear me on this. When you follow through in the winter and you get up and you get to class and you do your thing or you get to your workout or you get to work on time or whatever it is, in the winter when all odds are against you, it feels damn good. It feels good. It's empowering. So in the winter season, if you are in this with me right now, are you doing things all in? So if you in your own winter season right now, everybody's got their seasons. Are you going all in on your winter season right now? 
And I'm asking you this for real. Like, take a set pause if you got to and think about it. Like, if you've been struggling and whining and complaining, shit's really hard right now. And I'm not going to powder your ass. You might be going through some real shit, like loss in the family. You disconnected. You feel like you lost a lot of money somehow. Whatever. You lost your job. In this moment, I don't care how hard it is, are you still following through on commitments? Are you still going in and taking it to the next level? Like, I really want you to think about that. Because if you're not, because things are getting hard, it's only going to feel yuckier. But if you are doubling up and you're committing and you're just, even if you're just getting through and getting the job done, that feels so damn good when all odds are against you. Like, if you ever played sports, the best feeling in the world is when you won against a team that you weren't supposed to win against. Against all odds. So you have an advantage in your winter time right now. So if you you in a crappy place, you have more of an advantage than the guy who's listening right now who's in flourishing abundant time, who's all, all your crops are growing like crazy. You have a you have more of an advantage if your life is shit right now. I want you to feel that with me, and I need to hear that right now. Because I am struggling and some days it is hard to remember that. And so what you got to do sometimes is reach out, get around people who can motivate and inspire you, get on a podcast, listen to me, listen to a lot of other people who are doing phenomenal stuff and putting out content. Um, And when you're in this moment of feeling this right now, I'm going to I'm going to make a request. Um, If this podcast is doing anything for you, I I ask that you do three things that you rate, um, that you subscribe and that you comment. Actually, I'm going to say four things. And the last one is most important. It's that you share it, man. Please share this. Like, I don't get paid for this. It's 12.45 in the morning. I don't, nobody, um, I don't get nothing but making sure that people, like, write and say, man, you're making, like, thank you. You're, like, changing my day. I've gotten, I've gotten some beautiful things from people, so I'm sorry to get, jump, throw that little plug in there, but that's my request is that you share it with someone um, because that's what this, this whole thing is for is value. So the way I'm thinking about it right now, that's getting me through this is thinking about, um, how I used to do it versus how I'm doing it now. And I, I envision like rapids, um, like what literally like, uh, whitewater rapids. You ever, anybody ever going whitewater rapiding? rowing, whatever you call it, in the rapids, right? And I imagine, like, what I used to do was when I was when I was thrown in the rapids, I would sprint, I would do everything I can to swim upstream because upstream is where I came from. It's what I knew. It's what I felt was safe. And I had to get out of the rapids, right? Because when you're in rapids and water's coming over you and you can't, you freak out, you start swimming. And what I learned from doing whitewater rafting a lot growing up, because my, my parents have a house upstate and it's right next to one of, it's like one of the hardest whitewater rapid circuits in um, the Northeast. And it's intense. And we go on the big rafts. It's, I mean, it's not anything insane, but it's hard. And what they taught me, and I remember like this shifted my perspective um, a lot in how I think about challenge in my life when I, when I recognize the correlation. I used to, when I got out, I said, no matter what, I'll swim. I'll swim back to the boat or, or I'll like, 
swim to the side and or I'll or I'll like try and catch like if the boat is upstream of me I'll try and like swim really hard to stay where I am and let the boat come to me if that's making any sense and what they taught me was relax and keep your head above water keep your feet up and float and just stay away from rocks like keep yourself up and stay away from rocks so what I'm saying to you right now for the another like I'm talking about all these nature metaphors today is that if you're running upstream, it's probably because you've been upstream and you know that safety is up there. And if you keep going up there because it's a safe place to be, you won't you won't be able you can't beat the power of the rapids. Sometimes the rapids are just too strong. Like they're just too strong. I'm sorry. Like you're not going to beat it. Mother Nature's too heavy. Right now, you might be in a season of your life where the rapids are too strong. They're pushing you down. And you got two options. You can empty your tank trying to swim upstream, and you're just never going to get there. And the best you can get is right back to where you were. Or you surrender. Now, surrendering to a lot of people means giving up. And I want you to I, I want to make a distinction here. Surrendering in, in, which, in the way in which I'm talking about it is not giving up surrendering in the way that I'm talking about it is acceptance of where I am so I can move forward so if you fall out the boat and in instead of swimming upstream you get to surrender and let the rapids take you now I want to be clear on this if you were to give up, that means just closing your eyes and sinking and getting crushed by the rapids. If you surrender to the rapids, that means you understand the power that nature has, like the universe has power over us. Like that's just it, the universe has power. Sorry, we're not as big as, as it. We're human beings. The universe is much bigger than we are. It has power over us. And when you surrender to the power of the universe, you can get out your own way. It's no longer resistance, it's going with it. I was talking about this on the story on my story the other day. Somebody corrected me. It was either Muay Thai or Tai Chi. I think it's Muay Thai where it's like you learn to flow with the punch coming at you. So the punch comes towards you and instead of like jumping out of the way, you go with it. You take it with you and then go to it, right? And go into your next punch. So I think <laughs> that's my understanding. So when I'm talking about surrendering, you put your hands over your chest, you stay above water, you stay afloat, you avoid rocks, and you trust that where it's taking you is to clearer water, to less rapids. So I need, I need you to just think about where in your life you're trying to hustle upstream, and it's an impossible fight. Yet if you surrender to your moment that the universe has given you, and you just do everything you can to stay afloat and avoid the rocks, you will get to another place. Again, that don't mean give up. It means surrender. And check the definition, the difference between the two. There is a distinction there. I actually sent it to one of my clients, and I wish I could bring it up right now because it's a really, um, it's a powerful definition uh, in terms of what I'm talking about. Like if you look up the transfer, transformational definition of surrender. I'm not talking about like dictionary. Transformational definition is a little different. So look that up. I'm sorry I don't have it for you right now. My phone's 
we're insta storing right now. We're living. <coughs> so, um, so you will get to smoother waters. Now, listen, if you're hustling right now to try and create power in your life, which is a lot of why a lot of us are working and, and trying to create and grow, right? Is that we want power. It feels good. And I don't mean like belittling anybody power. I'm just talking about like power over ourselves, power over our life. Like we want fulfillment. And a lot of us are reaching for an external source for power. Right? And the the problem with that is that when the external source is stripped, our power is stripped. What do I mean by that? When you, when money, let's talk about money. When your goal is to make a lot of money, right? That's your only focus. Money, money, money. I need that money. That green, daddy. Give me that green. When that is your only focus and purpose and you get it, great. You're on top of the world. You are abundant. It feels damn good when you make some money. And then when you go into winter season and you lose it somehow, your power goes with it. And I'm, I'm not talking about power over people, maybe. I'm really talking about the power that you feel within, right? Un- in unleashing your power. When your money goes, it goes. That's if you make money your source of power. Um, because we talk, like the idea that Money isn't everything. We say that, right? And it's like, yeah, that's right. Yet, a lot of us are still walking around saying, I just want six figures. And you're just doing everything you can to get the, get the dollar bill. And that's the only way you understand how to obtain power and fulfillment, right? Like, we can't see a way to get power and fulfillment without it. And I'm going to tell you that I believe that comes from within. Like, true, authentic power comes from within it's from your true self when you are using external sources to create power that's tickling your ego right that that's looking at like your your the the ego and the survival strategies i think i've talked about it on this podcast i learned this from an incredible leadership course that i took the the um the four strategies are looking good, being right, being in control, and being safe, right? These are the survival strategies of your ego. Your ego is not your authentic self. Your ego is like that bullshit side of you that just lives in a a life of scarcity. Want, 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 need, 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 I don't have enough. You'll never reach full abundance because when you're living from an ego space, which is not your authentic self, when you're living from that space, you cannot create abundance because it's all dependent on the external things. Now, if your power comes from self, like your own spirit, rather than your experiences, it cannot be stripped. That's some deep stuff. Whoa. When your power comes from your own self and being right with you, it cannot be stripped from you because what happens is when when we get to that place there's no compulsion for control or approval 
And there's no, honestly, there's no fear. You don't live from scarcity. You live from abundance because everything that you want is within you. When you live from that place, sure, call it cheesy and keep living the lifestyle of like, I just want that money. You will be empty when the money goes. You'll be empty. If if your glory is just the business, you'll be empty. So let me tell you how I'm working out, make it clear on an example in my life. And by the way, I've not figured this out. I haven't done this yet. So you could be like, he don't know what he's talking about because he hasn't done it. Sure. But this just just feels right for me. So if you want to fight it, I would love to hear your opinion. Um, But I believe that in my life, I was, there were times when I was committed to creating financial abundance. So the answer was make money, right? And that wasn't necessarily, it's becoming less and less true for me. What I really want is to help people and support people and have financial abundance through doing that. And what feels right for me is being good. What feels right for me is being kind. What feels right for me is offering myself to others. What feels right for me is realizing that what I want or what I desire to have in my life, I must give first. Oof. Wow. That's real. I hope you I hope you're hearing that this is like me venting on a podcast right now and I hope it's helping somebody like it's helping me because I needed to talk some of this out. That's just that's the truth, man. If you want something in your life, try and give it first. If you want money in your life, give the money that you don't have. Like I'm in a space right now where I am not making a lot of money because I'm building a a business and it's a lot of like foundational work. So I'm not putting a lot of hours of work, paid work in. And I just, and I'm not doing this to toot my own horn. I just went to a fundraiser event tonight and I sat down and I donated what I, what I said I was going to donate, which was a small amount because it's really what I can offer right now. And I looked at myself like I, I literally went to the bathroom because like it hurt my stomach that I was given so little because I'd previously given much more in past years to this, but I could handle it last time. Um, and I l- looked in the mirror and I was like, is that really what you can give? And I went back and I doubled what I had donated. And I'm saying that because I more than doubled it, actually. I'm saying that because I... That felt right for me. Now, I'm not telling you to go empty your bank account everywhere. I Please don't take this stuff literally. I want you to hear the, the, the ideas that I'm saying. I realized there was more for me to give and not from a place of, okay, if I give an extra this much, then I will have this much um, coming back to me. That's not what I'm talking about. I gave without expectation, but I also know what I want in my life and that the only way I can get it is by giving it. The only way I can receive is by giving. They're almost one and the same because we're in this cycle. This world is a cycle of energy. That's what we're in. Our world is a cycle of energy. And if you're not receiving, you're not giving. And if you're not giving, you're not receiving. Mm. That's real. So I gave a little more than I thought I could. And it felt right. 
And somewhere that is going, it's the law of karma. Somewhere that's going to come up in my life. It's almost like even in our relationships, like our relationships are a direct reflection of the relationship with yourself. And we're going to get into this idea of content versus context today. We're going to get into it right now because I want to end this. I want to keep it shorter if I can today. I'm not doing a great job of that. We're already 28 minutes in. How do I explain this? Another beautiful thing I learned from this leadership training. If you're ever interested in that, DM me, reach out to me. It's a very powerful training. Here's what I'll say. Context versus content. And if, if, you, if you can get this idea, it may change your entire life. It definitely is shifting mine right now. And it's blowing my mind a little bit. And it's making things, it's opening up a lot of things for me. Your content is the stuff around you. Right? Like in this room, I got this table. I got this water bottle, I got my TV, I got my phone, I got this tree next to me. I have a little tree in my apartment. And that's my content. My context is the space I I am. Like I am the context and the things around me are the content that I have created. So how does this work? Let me give an example that, that got real clear for me when I learned it this way. I want you to think about what grows in, and this is coming right back to you in your spot. So don't don't just like turn this off because he's getting he's talking about nature again. <laughs> I'm really into nature today. Wow. I want you to hear this because this this is a this is the game changer. Your okay. So flowers, certain flowers grow in the tropics, right? Let's go to um, Puerto Rico. Let's think about no. Where did I go recently? I went to St. Martin. It was beautiful. So there's a certain type of uh, foliage that happens in in St. Martin, right? There are beautiful flowers, like all different colors, like these amazing trees and plants. They grow in St. Martin in a tropic environment, tropical environments. I want you to think about the desert. What grows in the desert? Like cactus. You got some lizards living there. I literally don't know what else grows in the desert. Very few things, right? But some cactus-type plants. I am not knowledgeable about agriculture, so I'm not sure why I keep bringing up nature stuff like this, but let's go with it. The What would happen if you took one of the flowers from the tropics and put it in the desert? It would die, right? It would die momentarily, like... Within a day or two, if that, it would be donezo because it's, it's not the proper space for it to live. It can't live in that space. The context is the desert. The content is the flower. You are expecting to have beautiful, glorious flowers blossoming This incredible, like, garden growing in your desert. But you bring in a desert. Your context is desert, yet you want your content to be tropical flowers. I'm sorry, my friend. It will not live there. It cannot live there. Just like if your tropics was was your context 
and you want a cactus in your place, it's probably not going to happen. I don't think cactus growing. You know what I'm saying, though? You are context to the content in your life. Now, somebody's probably getting pissed at this because that means you get to take responsibility for everything that comes up in your life. And people don't want to handle that. You get to be responsible. I shouldn't say take responsibility. You get to be responsible. It's a way of being, right? So look at your context. Are you a desert right now wanting tropical flowers? I mean, for real, for real. Look at your life. Like that's that's where I've been looking at my stuff lately and I'm saying like, man, I'm walking around upset about my situation, cranky, nervous, depressed, fearful, living in fear, a scarcity mindset. I don't have, I want, I wish, yet I'm expecting to have blossoming in my life. Man, I'm living like a dry, barren desert and I want flowers. You, It is impossible to have that. It cannot survive there. So I need you to buck up and put your big girl panties on and recognize that you may be screwing yourself over because you have a horrific context for the content that you desire in your life. You do not offer the context necessary to have the content in your life. So this is all over the this is all over the place with you right now. If you if you still listening to this, it's probably because this is is hitting you somewhere home. So I can tell you right now, you are not bringing the proper context to your life. So what are you going to do to change that? And this is where people get pissed off. They're like, I'm supposed to be happy and positive and optimistic because I want happiness and positivity and optimism in my life. Yup. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. You, that, that couldn't be more accurate. Like I said before, if you want it, give it. That's going back to that point. So if you want abundance financially, you better be giving abundance up the ass to everybody. Maybe not literally. <laughs> Sorry. That's inappropriate. Like you need to be you you need to be giving abundance all over the place. And some of you are just asking and wanting and complaining and you are expecting growth and opportunity and and things coming your way. You're being a dumbass. Straight up. And again, I told you this is my verbal journal right now. I'm talking to myself. I am being a dumbass if I think that I'm getting all these abundant things in my life and all I'm talking is scarcity. I'm cranky, I'm sad, I'm angry. Come on, man. Who are you kidding? Your context is shit. Yet you want your content to be phenomenal. It just don't work like that. The universe doesn't play that game. So here is my call to action today. What I would like you to do right now is write down or pause it or do it later or speak texting into your phone because you might be driving. Don't be texting and driving. I don't want any phone calls saying I crashed your car. You're in charge of your business. Write it down when you got the time or when you don't have the time, make the time. My call to action is that you write down the things that you want most in your life. And I challenge you to stay away from from physical things because we talked about if that's your power, then it can be stripped from you. I'm talking about things that you want like 
positivity, things that you want like abundance in all domains, things that you want like love and connection, things that you want like happiness, things that you want like freedom, things that you want like connection, things that you want like, I don't know, we could go on and on, right? So write down a couple things that you want, three, four, five, ten, a hundred things. I would, I would get specific on two or three so you could really get clear on them. Then I invite you to spread that all over the place as hard and as much as you can for the next few days and just see if there's a shift. Now, if you fake this, fake results will come back. I'm telling you, you can't trick the universe. None of us are that good. And if you are, give me a call. You can't trick the universe. It will call you out on your bullshit, right? So if you, if you like giving fake joy and abundance to something, like if you're like, hi, how are you to the person that you hate at work? You look so good today. And then you walk away and you're like, that was so hard. Oh my God, that was not. I just told her she looks good. She looks like shit. Like, if you pull that, the universe is going to call you out. And you will get lies, deceit, and um, and inauthenticity coming your way. Because that's what you offered. But if you offer authenticity, and you walk up to the girl that you hate at work, and you say, hey, you know, I want to apologize because I think I've been rude to you lately. And I would love to buy you a cup of coffee this morning. And you really mean that? I, I'm going to say I guarantee, I don't like to guarantee things, but I, I trust the universe and I guarantee that it is coming your way from some way, somehow it might show up in another relationship. It might show up in how you get your paycheck raise. It might show up in how you, um, you got a good workout that day. That abundance might show up somewhere else, but it's going to show up. I can guarantee you that. So We're talking about getting out of your own way today. You are in charge of that. Stop pointing fingers. Stop wishing and hoping. Stop sitting and sulking in your own bullshit because then you'll receive sitting and sulking in your own bullshit. How much much more can you take, man? For real. How much more can you take? Because I'm at this point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. And it's been three months, but it's been a deep three months of like sitting in my own shit and telling me why I can't and why it didn't happen the way it's supposed to and why I made a mistake here and why I should have done that there. and all. Come on, man. Nobody gives a shit, including the universe. It don't give a shit. Or God or whoever you want to blame it on. It doesn't give a shit. Do what you want back. Be what you want back. Be willing to give it before you ever received it. If you, and we can talk and and then we'll wrap it up. Relationships is where I see it the most. I have a friend who never stops complaining about why her relationships are not as they want them to be. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but like the things that you're missing, can you give them harder or more? Or maybe they're not being given all the time. Like, there have been times when I want a connection with people. And I'm like, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait. It very rarely happened. It happened when I was younger. But I'm going to play the game where I sit back and I wait. 
and they're going to realize that I want connection because I'm not giving them any love and they'll get the picture soon. Hold up. You're going to disconnect and request connection? So it seems very simple when I say it like this, but we're doing this all over our lives. And I would invite you to make a shift today. Take some action. Write down the things that you want and see if you can give them harder than you've ever given them for a week and see if any results come. Now, I'm giving you a timeline of a week. You might have to go for more than a week because we're talking about the law of karma here and you might have been doing a lot of bullshit for years. So a week might not do it. But start living in that way. It can become natural and then you'll just start receiving in that way. You are context, my friend, to to whatever you want in your life. Don't blame it on nobody. And the second you do, you give your power away and then you're a lost cause. Because you can't do nothing about it when somebody else has your power. So this is my whiny, complaining, struggling me today. I hope my crankiness and came off as authentic as it was and not inauthentic because I am truly struggling. Um... And that's part of this game that I chose to play. And I get to change my context to receive the abundance that I choose. What are you going to do about your shit? Because truth is, we're going to die soon. And you won't have a lot of time to work on it. Some of us sooner than others. It's just part of the cycle, man. And if you're trying to get something before you go... Sorry to get all morbid, and I've said this before, it's very Gary V of me, time's ticking. What are you waiting for, and even more so, if you can't do it for yourself, who in your life is dealing with the shit that you're creating by not committing to yourself? Like, who in your life are your kids not having the most phenomenal mom or dad because you're not stepping up? Are your is your family suffering because you cranky at every event because you're not being there for you? Like, are 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 you ready to retire your parents or are you just gonna keep picking your nose and sitting at your nine to five and being okay with just getting by? Or do you wanna retire your parents like and, and go in on creating abundance in your life? Like, what are these things that are your goals? And what are you doing to generate them through context? Not through like, okay, these are the steps I'm going to take. The steps you're going to take, we talk about mechanism, motive plus mechanism equals results. Your mechanism will figure itself out. The motive, when your motive is strong, you'll go. So what is your motive? Get clear on it. What do you want? And I'm going to stop there. Uh, I said it halfway through the podcast. I'm going to say it again. This show does not keep going without you passing it on. Because the currency is is people getting something from it, right? Like a lot of people say on their shows, hey, supporters, donations would be great or um, they, they are talking about sponsorships. You hear like, I want sponsorships one day, but right now we ain't got that. So the currency in this show is, is people hearing it and being affected by it. And that will always be the currency of Let's Go. Um, so... All I ask in return, if this has helped you in any way, is to pass it on to one pe- one person, maybe three people, maybe 600,000 people, I don't know, whatever you got in your back pocket. Um, 
This is not about the money. This is about changing the world. And we could do that together, man. Somebody might need to hear this and you keeping it to yourself is a pretty selfish move. So thanks for listening. Maybe you were just my therapist today by listening. (laughs) I appreciate y'all being a part of the Let's Go fam. Uh, Remember that your season is your season and that another one's coming. Just be committed to the season that you're in. Accept it. Be with it. Be one with it. And give what you want to get in your life. Love you all very much. Thank you. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, hit those stars. Please write, write, write. Uh, your your thoughts, comments mean everything, and uh, share it with somebody. Let's go. I'll see you all in the next one. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Pags Fit fam, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you all on the next episode.